0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM.
1: Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. As the U.S. House heads toward a government shutdown, Congressman Bill Heisinga says efforts to get a spending deal done will continue until the last minute. He tells us those who are forcing a shutdown have a bit of a misunderstanding. There's some folks who erroneously believe that shutting down the government is going to put us in a better negotiating position. And my experience and history up here, living through shutdowns during the Obama era, during the Trump era, it's actually the exact opposite. It puts us in in a worse position. And that, I think, is going to play out again. Heisinger says more than 20 Republicans voted against a very conservative spending bill today that would have forced the Biden administration to secure the southern border. As for whether this all threatens the position of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, he said there are no viable alternatives to McCarthy. Meanwhile, retired Congressman Fred Upton says a federal government shutdown is a result of partisanship. Speaking on MSNBC today, while the House was barreling toward a shutdown, Upton said House Speaker McCarthy has been kowtowing to the most extreme elements in the GOP House, and it's not working. He gave them the shovel to dig the hole, and they keep moving the goalposts. Impeachment inquiry, we're going to try to do all these appropriation bills at a lower level, and none of it has worked. And now we are at the very end of the deadline. I mean, Congress had six weeks off. They got nothing done between the month of August and all of this month of September. So here we are. Upton was expecting the shutdown to commence Saturday night. The only way to get things done is to have a bipartisan proposal, and, you know, that's why Kevin's got the the gun at his head. Upton said the shutdown will cause a great deal of trouble from the military not getting paid to the TSA being affected. He said he's been through shutdowns before, and with them, quote, nobody wins. Project T, a housing and commercial development plan for the former Mercy Hospital site in Benton Harbor, has taken a step forward. The Benton Harbor Planning Commission this week signed off on a zoning change and a planned unit development request from Harbor Habitat to move the project ahead. Harbor Habitat's Aaron Hudson told planners they're planning to build. 19 duplexes in a four-story apartment building with commercial space on the ground floor.
0: The ground floor will contain childcare and retail options. The duplexes that line Union, Weld, and Agard will have two and three bedrooms, several of which will be accessible and visitable.
1: Hudson says this is all intended for the missing middle or those who make too much for HUD housing but not enough. To find affordable housing.
0: And will be for families who make 30 to 60 percent of the area median income. Fifteen of the units will be built by the contractors. And they will be for individuals and families who make 60 to 120 percent of the area median income.
1: Harbor Habitat is working with Renovare Development out of Detroit for the project. Renovare will work with contractors on some of the duplexes while Harbor Habitat works with volunteers on the others. Following the approval of planners, the Benton Harbor City Commission could consider the zoning change and PUD request as soon as Monday. Berrien County had 50 drug deaths in 2022, an increase from 36 in 2021. Western Michigan University's Dr. Joyce DeJong, the Berrien County Medical Examiner, told the Berrien County Board of Commissioners this week 43 of those deaths involved fentanyl. She said this is something the county could consider as it receives more than $4 million from an opioid settlement in the coming years. It's a serious problem. It's a critical problem. And I think that it's something that does need with the monies coming in from the opioid settlements to look at mechanisms to address this. Zhang said fentanyl is now a real public health issue. I often look at it and think, I don't think we're going to arrest our way out of this, but these are largely public health. And I think that some communities that have done better are the ones that, you know, yes, as much as we can stop those, distributing the drugs and bringing them into the area that helps but the actual users they need different initiatives to treat and to prevent. Zhang said some of the fentanyl deaths involved fentanyl alone while others had other drugs mixed in. The issue seems to mostly affect those in their 30s 40s and 50s although she did note one fatality was someone in their 70s and another was 15. Commission Chair Mac Elliott said county leaders will keep this in mind when planning to use the opioid money. The EPA has awarded a grant of just over $1 million to the Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy for two projects to clean up Ox Creek. Eagle Great Lakes Senior Advisor and Strategist Emily Finnell tells us one project will be at Hall Park in Benton Harbor and involve the construction of a rain garden and supporting infrastructure. The other will be a rain garden in Benton Township in the general area of the Orchards Mall. She says the city of Benton Harbor has been the instigator of the Ox Creek restoration effort.
0: These are both important projects that are part of a larger effort that the city began undertaking back in 2021 after their city commission passed a unanimous resolution in support of prioritizing Ox Creek restoration and revitalization.
1: Finnell says more grants for both Hall Park and Ox Creek are being pursued so the waterway can be restored to what it once was.
0: This really is a place where residents have gathered for many generations. It's a really beloved water resource where they've spent time with family. So there are great memories of this amazing water resource that used to be a place for fishing and swimming and lots of
1: family gatherings. A celebration of the one million dollar grant will be held uh, tomorrow at Hall Park. It'll run from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Findle says a check presentation for the grant will take place at noon with Mayor Marcus Muhammad, Benton Township Supervisor Kathy Yates, and Eagle officials all on hand. A cleanup event held at Waco Beach in Bridgman on September 23rd made a big difference. Southwest Michigan Planning Commission Deputy Director Marcy Hamilton tells us the event was held to coincide with several cleanups taking place throughout the Great Lakes region.
0: We had 49 volunteers come out and they collected over 22 pounds of trash from the beach and up in the dunes and great people. We even had a mother and a son come all the way from Elkhart to attend the event.
1: Hamilton says that she gave a presentation on Great Lakes water quality and then everyone got to work. The volunteers removed some large items like old beach chairs that washed up from the lake and also focused on small plastic pieces, which are a particular concern in Lake Michigan. The event was sponsored by Bridgman's Shoreline Resiliency Committee, an advisory committee established by the Bridgman City Council to keep abreast of shoreline issues. And the Berrien County Friend of the Courts will hold a couple of off-site days in October to help those who either pay or receive child support better understand the system. The office's Deborah Withers tells us some people are afraid of going to visit the friend of the court at the courthouse or they just don't have the time because of work. These off-site hours are for them. So
0: we're just going to give the try to be more friendly, not just to the court, but also to our community and just making ourselves available along with some of our community partners for our clients.
1: Withers says that anyone can come out to the events. One will be in Benton Harbor and the other in Niles to get their questions answered by staff. A flyer for the days says there will be no arrests made for bench warrants, another reason why some payees don't want to go to the courthouse. We
0: are certainly not here just to be punitive. What we're trying to do is get money for families, money for kids. That's one of our main reasons for having these community events to hopefully create a better environment for assisting families.
1: Withers says community service agencies will also be on hand for the events to offer information on their programs. The friend of the court off-site days will be October 18th from 3 to 6.30 at the Benton Harbor Library and October 24th from 3 to 6.30 at the Niles District Library. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. It appears increasingly likely that tomorrow night's government shutdown deadline will come and go without an agreement to keep agencies funded. More from ABC's Stephen Portnoy. With 21 Republicans withholding their support, the House rejected an 11th-hour effort by Speaker Kevin McCarthy to pass a 30-day funding bill that would have deeply cut non-defense spending. The measure was doomed anyway, as it would have been dead on arrival in the Democratic-controlled Senate. But its failure in the House serves as the latest example of the paralysis in that chamber on the eve of the shutdown deadline. Speaker McCarthy remains under intense pressure from his right flank, with several far-right Republicans saying they'd oppose any stopgap bill. Meanwhile, the bill includes severe border security provisions demanded by the hard-right flank. The bill would have kept government operations open through October 31st. The Senate's working on its own bipartisan plan, widely supported by both parties, to continue funding at current levels. The Senate plan is headed for votes this weekend. Meanwhile, ABC's uh, Karen Travers has the latest from the Biden administration.
0: President Biden will stay in Washington this weekend and will be getting updates from his team as the White House stays in touch with congressional leaders about spending bills and the looming shutdown. Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre did not have details of what the president's schedule will look like next week, as she usually does on Fridays, but did say. You could be assured that the American people and you all are going to hear from him uh, on a regular basis uh, in the next upcoming days uh, because he's going to continue to work for the American people. Jean-Pierre shut down any possibility of the president meeting with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, saying it's up to House Republicans to find a solution to avoid a shutdown. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House.
1: A potent rush hour rainstorm has swamped the New York metropolitan area. The rainstorm today shut down parts of the subway system, flooded some streets and highways and delayed flights into LaGuardia Airport. New York Governor Kathy Hochul says it's a dangerous storm with up to 5 inches of rain falling in some areas overnight and as much as 7 inches more expected. Traffic was at a standstill Friday morning on a stretch of FDR Drive, a major artery along the east side of Manhattan. The flooding had risen above cars, tires, and some drivers abandoned their vehicles. City officials say no storm-related deaths or critical injuries have been reported as of midday. The UAW has expanded its strike at General Motors and Ford. ABC's Brian Clark has more on what the car companies are saying about the union's demands for better pay and benefits. The strike is not expanded at Stellantis because of progress and talks. Ford's president and CEO Jim Farley said the company's latest offer would put its UAW members among the world's best paid hourly manufacturing workers. We made it so the average employee fresh out of high
0: school or the military or a service sector job will earn Six
1: figures within four years. He said the UAW's holding out over electric battery plants that will not be open for years. He said while there's still time to reach a deal. But not much
0: more time given the fragility of the supply base.
1: Friday strike expansion included a Ford plant in Chicago. Brian Clark, ABC News. The Navy will randomly begin testing its special operations forces for steroids and other performance enhancing drugs starting in November. It's a groundbreaking step that military leaders have long resisted. Rear Admiral Keith Davids, the commander of Naval Special Warfare Command, announced the new program today in a message to his force. He says it's necessary to protect their health, safety, and military readiness. A driving factor in the announcement was the death of a Navy SEAL candidate early last year. It's been in the works for months. And flags on Capitol Hill were lowered to half-staff today to honor Senator Dianne Feinstein, who has died at the age of 90. At the top of his speech during the farewell tribute in honor of retiring General Mark Milley in Arlington this morning, President Biden made some remarks on the passing of his former Senate colleague. More from ABC's Karen Travers.
0: Reflecting on the legacy of Senator Dianne Feinstein, President Biden called the California lawmaker a, quote, historic figure, trailblazer for women and a great friend.
1: Dianne made her mark on everything from national security to the environment, gun safety, to protecting civil liberties. The country's going to miss her dearly. And so will Jill and I.
0: The president served for nearly 16 years in the Senate with Feinstein. He said in a statement earlier Friday that Feinstein made history in so many ways and the nation will benefit from her legacy for generations. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House.